0: Like candy to a diabetic, this is the R.O. Malpractice Podcast. I'm Dr. Chris, one of the R.O. Malpractitioners, and tonight I have alongside me virtually...
1: Dr. Josh. And Dr. Tom.
0: And once again, our jingle playing application skipped.
1: <laughs> it was
0: amusing.
2: I, d- I just thought it was a new like dubstepy kind of version. It, yeah,
0: I, was, I mean, it was rather amusing.
2: I was waiting for the beat to drop so I could twerk.
0: Oh uh, <laughs> uh, no! All
1: right. All well, right. that's all we've got for our show tonight. We'll <laughs> see
3: you next week, and um,
1: yeah, and
0: have a good one. Okay, so um, mentioning candy, I mean, it, it, this is the night before Halloween, and we all know that really what the core meaning of Halloween is, regardless of how far back ancient traditions may go. Really, the core of the American Halloween holiday is candy. Now. I had a misfortune the other day. My son had gotten this, like, Ninja Turtles gummy pizza candy. And let me tell you, this thing was nasty. It tasted pretty much like an air freshener smells and maybe, like, a little bit like soap. It was disgusting. Have you guys ever run into, like, a candy that's just so uh, unbelievably just nasty that you can't stand it?
2: Well, there there are those jelly beans. You know, the ones... Where you're not sure if it's going to taste like bubblegum or vomit.
0: Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, those, those, yeah. Those were the... um,
2: Those were nasty. Some sort I of mean, I'm literally, though, I'm thing. sitting here literally eating, like... I don't even know when we got this candy from, but it's at least a year and a half, two years old candy that somebody gave to my three-year-old daughter that we just never gave her because we're terrible people. Wait. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I've consumed eight packages of Smarties, and now I'm working on the Tootsie Rolls. (laughs) Wow. And it's all terrible candy. Ugh. There's there's bubblegum in there, but it's like the bubblegum that, when the sugar wears out, it basically tastes like you're chewing garbage.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So, here's a question. Since you have all this spare candy, I don't know if it's just left over from other celebrations or old halloweens or whatever did you ever think if you're going to be a terrible parent and you're not going to give your kid the candy she deserves why not just hand it out to other kids the following year so they get all this stale nasty old candy and then you know what they probably won't come back to your place
2: because i live in a neighborhood where parents don't bring their kids to trick-or-treat because they're too afraid of getting candy with razor blades in it oh yeah yeah well, it's, while we're on the subject... It's not really a trick-or-treating neighborhood.
0: <laughs> really? I, 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 well, I haven't been up to your place yet, so... Yeah. yeah.
2: You know what? I think this is actually candy from a church that I went to once. <laughs> they gave us a mug full of candy.
0: Wait, a, I, the only reason I know pull. that is what, because
2: what? there's mints in there, and they're called testaments.
0: Oh, I've that's seen those. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they have my, Bible verses my mom got me a bag of those once. I didn't even bother reading the stuff on them; I just ate them.
1: No, and no. As as I and understand that's why you're that going to hell for not eating the testaments.
0: No, for not reading the Bible verses listed on the wrappers.
1: Oh, they're on the wrappers. See what I was? What I had? Oh, I own, knew man, it. I've, I've, there's there's crosses on them. I just opened a package. There's a cross on the mint. <sighs> Wow. <laughs> this, this just seems wrong. <laughs> all I could think of was, for these mints, like, I've never seen them before, so all I saw in my own head was sort of like, you know, those uh, those Valentine heart candies that come out. They taste like sh- uh, chalk mixed with sugar. Yep. They always have those little tiny messages like, be mine, or just for you, or something like that. I was picturing that with, uh, instead of, you know, those goofy little phrases bible verses put on them and i'm thinking to myself wait a minute you no know, there's there's a lot of really long bible verses out there so i can picture is just like this disgusting like mashed up wording that you really can't even read so you're just kind of interpreting it as you go along it's like it looks like in this one says and circus peanuts right for
0: you know marshmallows. it it would have been even more amusing if they actually made the the candy as uh, like in the shape of crosses or better yet no 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 yeah. forget it. it it can't just be a cross it has to be a crucifix if we're going to go full blown like crazy we have to put jesus on the mint so that you're you're eating jesus
2: so that seems like communion that that church would have very fresh breath. I have like I have like five testaments in my mouth right now.
0: <laughs> now, are those New Which Testaments ones? or are Matthew they Old Mark, Testaments? Luke,
1: John, um, no, those aren't testaments; those are books. What am I talking about?
2: Yeah. Well, it didn't say they were kosher, so I assume they're New Testaments. Well said.
0: Yes.
1: Indeed. So I hate circus peanuts. Alright, let's move on. Is it
0: the Carnies, or...
1: No, 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 it's the Circus Peanuts. We're still on the subject of bad candy. I hate Circus Peanuts.
2: When have you gone to a circus?
1: Um, I think I was... Oh, crap. Well, I was living up on the hill, (laughs) so it had to have been... I think I was probably 10 or 11.
0: Okay. Now, for those that don't really know, circus peanuts are this pseudo styrofoam marshmallowy type of candy. Oh, those things. What what the heck do they actually taste like though? How, like I can't even like I can remember what they taste like. I just can't figure out how to define it.
1: The circus they're, they're... peanut flavor.
2: It's garbage juice flavored styrofoam with a lot of sugar in it.
0: That
1: Gar- garbage, juice? <laughs> garbage juice,
0: garbage juice, garbage <laughs> juice. So, okay. So,
1: what's the appropriate mixture of garbage to create a good garbage juice? Does it really matter? Like, do you need a certain amount of, like, you know, um, wet garbage? I,
0: I recommend then, uh, starting you go with to a
1: dumpster. You drill
2: a hole in the bottom, <laughs> or you just drain it.
0: I was gonna say I then... I recommend starting with a grocery store trash compactor.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, because that makes the best garbage juice—the the, the eggs and raw meat and fish. oh yeah, old dairy products.
0: Especially when it's like not working for a few weeks, and then they like compress it for that first time. Yeah,
2: mm. circus peanuts. <laughs>
1: so, I, I, on the subject of circus peanuts and garbage juice. I uh I got to this website, oldtimecandy.com, just because I'm sort of browsing around right now. Kind of half in a jet lag days. But um I looked up Circus Peanuts, and they sell bulk Circus Peanuts. And, uh, well, that's one thing. You can buy four and a half pounds of them for 20 bucks.
0: What? Um, Why? Why would well, you do this?
1: Well, because if you hate children and Halloween's coming around, it sounds like a great time to, you know, ruin their lives. But... What I saw at the bottom that made me really interested was the, uh, you know how a lot of these sections say, well, if you like this, you must also like this. It has four other really terrible candies. So we've got candy buttons. Those are those, uh, those packages that pretty much. Oh, oh yeah. She- where the
0: paper rips off when you try to rip exactly. the candy off. Yes, yes. So it's yes. like you
1: pretty much just eat paper the whole time. Yep. And, and you know, You're kind of minimizing your diabetes because of the fiber intake. And um, then I've got, I don't know what this is, marshmallow ice cream cones.
0: Interesting.
1: They can't be good. Nice. They come in a, uh, looks like a uh, Pyrex blood storage container.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of which, speaking of which. So uh, before the show, we got into a conversation, uh, you know, over the past several days, Josh and I, let's just say that, you know, our friends at Pyrex, uh, or pseudo friends at Pyrex, uh, have contracted with Josh to to put together another commercial. And jo- Josh wrote this commercial, and I took one look at it and said, "Well, I, I don't think that this is gonna this is gonna work out. I, I have some issues with this." Josh felt that it was, um, you know, th- this commercial was just the best selling point that we could ever make for this particular product. Pyrex. Exactly. P.
2: Y, R, E, X, X.
0: Okay, I'm glad you can spell now. Um, so so what we've done is we've kind of we you know because we're both kind of on the fence. Or, well, we're we're both actually not on the fence. We're both kind of in our own camps in regards to this conversation or the the commercial. Um, we're we're turning to our. Uh, I, I don't know. what What's a good title for uh, for Dr. Well, Tom, Tom in this Tom, case?
2: Tom would be, of course, our poet laureate and uh, the distinguished uh, creator of uh, our, our Fart Poetry series. Um, clearly um, a man of class and style. He is, of course, um, uh, uh, I, I think from, from, from this point on, going to be our arbiter of good taste. So we're going to leave this decision to him.
0: Okay, so Dr. Tom, yay or nay uh, for, the, for the commercial?
1: Okay, so, uh, well, this whole mess began. Uh, this was dropped in my mailbox, and there was a giant moral dilemma about whether this should actually go on, and um, I'll allow it. Okay. Indeed.
0: So, with that being said... Please stay tuned for the following special words.
3: Ew, gross!
1: Bob, you fart in meetings way too much. There has to be a way of resolving this problem.
2: I wish there was a way for me to fart in meetings without grossing everyone
0: out. Does this sound like your everyday experience? If so, then Pyrex has a solution for you. Introducing the Pyrex Dutch Oven Portable Fart Storage Container. It has a moldable plastic top that conforms to your individual contours, so you can trap your flatulence easily, without any leakage. All you'll have to do is drop your pants, press your buttocks against the molded plastic top and let loose.
2: So the cover actually forms to my individual contours?
0: That's right! Just heat it up in boiling water and make your mark.
2: That actually works?
0: Well, it was designed by the Germans, so you tell me.
2: That's impressive. I'm going to try this thing out.
1: I think you pooped a little on that one, Bob. (laughs) Don't worry, guys. It's sealed in tight.
0: (laughs) 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 The Pyrex Dutch ob- oven portable fart storage container—the only fart storage solution that completely eliminates leakage. Wow. <laughs> um. Great, great
2: commercial. <clears throat> uh, I'm sure the people at Pyrex will uh, appreciate uh, it. Absolutely enjoy and appreciate I, that. I was going
0: to say, look, my issue with this is, this. you know, we're we're taking, you know, I can understand to a certain extent, you know. Human waste storage and blood storage in a household environment. I mean, who who doesn't occasionally have a, a reason for for doing that? But in, in terms of a public setting where you have to drop your pants in front of your coworkers, now are we just dropping pants here, or are we dropping you know everything? Because then you know you you may run into like public decency rules and things like that.
3: Well,
2: I I would like to take this opportunity right now to say that. Uh, Pyrex is not responsible uh, for any sexual harassment uh, complaints, lawsuits, or any any uh, arrests or prison time served uh, as a result of actually listening to this commercial.
0: Right. That this is what we would call parody in the um, vernacular. But but seriously, uh, you know, in the in this hypothetical situation, you know, I, I really think that there's a line between. Private in-home use of Pyrex goods for non-standard uses versus public use of their goods. Uh, uh, you know,
2: I'm not, I'm not really sure I want to grant the moral high ground here to a guy who's completely okay with uh, storing uh, bodily fluids in his house for for presumably household purposes.
0: Well, I mean, that's, that's neither here nor there, Josh. I mean, I- I- in reality... Your credibility
2: has been called into question, sir. I'm
0: making a hypothetical here.
1: Chris, uh I am <laughs> making I'm a, sure. a hypothetical in my pants right now. I'm sure you are. I hope you have a Pyrex <laughs> Dutch oven fart storage container for that. <laughs> but Chris, I, I do have a question for you. So um Okay. In your own personal home, when you store brain matter, what do you use?
0: <laughs> you know what? I've never really had any brain matter, uh, in my dodging hand. the
1: question. <laughs> no, no,
2: no. He answered it perfectly. He's never <laughs> really had any brain matter. <laughs> I missed that.
0: And that <laughs> was what it. I was trying to do.
1: <laughs> okay, if that's the case, then what do you store your blood in?
0: Um, My veins and arteries.
1: What do you store your extra blood in?
0: I have extra blood? Answer huh. the
1: question, please. Don't just answer the question with another question. Okay,
0: uh, I think the Red Cross has some blood bags with some extra blood in them from me. Unless they used it.
1: But... (laughs) So you're going to call the Red Cross
2: and just be like, hey, are you going to use that? Because if not,
1: I want to take it back. Hey, is my blood in a bag?
0: Because you know those bags can be punctured.
1: Might it be can, but you know what can't be punctured? At least not easily? Glass. Pyrex.
0: Exactly.
1: So, okay. We've ruled out brain matter. We've ruled out blood. Where do you store your fecal matter?
0: Usually in the toilet.
1: So, now, okay, now I'm actually a little disturbed. So, really, the toilet is an open container. Um, doesn't have a very good seal on it as far as i understand i've never seen a toilet with a seal as good as a uh, a pyrex storage container when you so, fill that thing up it comes out the top
0: that's true <laughs> we that 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 does happen in you know common household situations on an everyday basis in some homes in america
1: it does that's shocking so on, okay how now how? here's my question now You store your blood at the Red Cross. You store your fecal matter in a toilet that's overflowing. And you have no brain matter to store. What do you do when you fart?
0: Um, I just let it go.
1: What do you do when you fart in public?
0: (laughs) Uh, I try to mute it with whatever cushion, seat cushion that I'm sitting on.
1: What if you fart in public while standing
0: uh i try not to or i try to do it in such a manner as to be sneaky and silent
1: what if you fart in public while standing and you happen to be laughing at the same time and you just forget that whole i'm going to control my farts thing
0: if i'm laughing and you just
1: kind of get that that ripping chainsaw like somebody behind you is probably going to file a lawsuit kind of fart and it's just if i'm laughing
0: if i'm laughing or sneezing it's usually loud enough to cover it up
1: they're pretty much wiping pieces of pants off of themselves that once belonged to you like you You just kind of let it rip and i'm just saying as powerful storage container as
0: powerful as my gas is i don't think it's ever been uh, powerful enough to rip my pants
2: i think it has can I? Well, I okay. Two things. First of all, I got I gotta know when you fart, Chris. How do you eliminate leakage?
0: Uh, it's if you under- know what I mean, it, it's called underwear,
2: Josh. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it happens, and you know under- what I mean.
1: Underwear is usually made of cotton, and uh, from previous experience, I know farts all too well to know that cotton does not prevent leakage whatsoever underwear can be punctured
0: that's true okay you have made your points and okay
2: okay second 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 thing i have a story
0: whoa 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 all right hang on on. (laughs) yeah we i think we've taken this as far as this particular it'll take me two seconds okay
2: i last week I was getting something, I was at work, I had somebody standing behind me, I was getting something out the out of the back seat of a van. I bent over and something got squeezed. I wasn't expecting it, and all of a sudden, surprise, I ripped one. Like wicked loud. Like unmistakable. Josh just bent over and farted. And the only thing I could say immediately out of my mouth came that was not on purpose. As if that was somehow gonna make it better.
0: Okay, you know what? That anecdote, I will give the bell of approval to. So, right. um, that being said, so now that we've thoroughly murdered and discussed this to uh, probably an unhealthy level, I think it's more important to talk about things uh, or people rather of actual importance, such as Ralph Macchio.
3: This damn bike! I hate this bike! I hate this friggin' bike! It's
0: Now, Dr. Tom, uh, you said you had uh, something in the way of Ralph Macchio news for this week.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's actually kind of brief. I can kind of belt it out right now. Um, One of the things that I, well, uh, the reason uh, I'd been gone the past week, uh, I was over in the United Kingdom. And the reason I was actually there was I was following Ralph Macchio. Um, I heard that he was actually going to be at a movie convention. And he was actually wow. the guest of honor there. It was featuring Ralph Macchio, and he was right there in London. So I went all the way to London to see Ralph Macchio, and it turned out he was there a week prior.
0: Oh. So then
1: I had to spend the rest of my time hanging out with British people. I'm sorry. Learning how wrong all of their practices are. That's Trying to figure out what the big deal is about Amy Winehouse. And then I realized the big deal about Amy Winehouse was because the British haven't made music since U2, and they thought that was their next chance. And then something stupid happened. Yep. But yeah, U2 was... isn't
2: British, are they?
1: I well, what are they? I thought they were Irish. Martian? Irish.
0: I thought are Ireland was part of the UK, isn't it?
1: No, no, no. Scotland's part of the UK.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Northern Ireland, and
2: Ireland is part of the UK. Okay. But I don't Are think Northern, Northern no. Irish? No.
0: Well, so Doctor Tom, I can tell you why. Uh, at least it, it, you know we we can connect the dots here between uh, what Ralph Macchio was doing in the UK last week and uh, the other stories that I've picked up from his uh, Twitter feed. So back on October ninth, um, Ralph Macchio was actually on the Queen Latifah show. Now, uh, that says to me that he's a little bit desperate, but still. Um, he was promoting a movie that he actually wrote and directed called Across Grace Valley. Now, the, there is like a very real and touching description in the About section of uh, of the their website, which I believe is acrossgracevalley.com, uh, in terms of what the movie is about. But uh, to me, watching it, it looks like it, watching the trailer without any context— you could in some way potentially describe it as a kid uh, who's being traumatized because his parents are going through a divorce starts um, essentially stalking or watching this dancer girl across the street from him who is older than him. He sees that she has an abusive relationship as well and begins to mimic her dance motions, learning them as she practices across the street. They meet. Oh my god, stop fall into <laughs> love with one another. That's that's what the movie trailer think uh, makes makes it look like.
2: This Saturday on Hallmark Channel.
0: <laughs> exactly. That in truth that's not really what it's about, but I'm saying if you watch the movie trailer with the little context that it provides, it it's kind of weird.
2: I just hope that this exchanges in in the movie. I want for for the girl to ask the boy um why why do you always watch me dance and mimic me and have the boy respond because you're the best around.
0: <laughs> that would be awesome. So I I mean Ralph Macchio's moving up in the world now. I mean he he's not just a former, you know, 80s actor, you know, former Karate kid now, you know, occasional, you know, commercial and voiceover guy. No. He is a writer and director. We, we, we can add this to the, the, so, the various talents of Ralph Macchio.
1: Okay, so, so now he's a director, but he's directing a movie about a boy who is obviously in love with a girl who's much older than he is, which is funny because I'm thinking of a movie about a guy who's in love with a girl who's much younger than he is.
0: Do you know what? We will get to that in just a moment. And I, I, I do want to say, though. Can I, can
2: I ask one question, though, Chris? Sure. Does Ralph Macchio play himself?
0: I, I don't know if he actually plays in the movie. It only says that, that would... he wrote and directed it.
2: Well, no, like, it would be awesome if he was the
1: kid.
0: No, unfortunately, he's not. But, but I could totally see that working.
1: I think that. I think they should get Macaulay Culkin to play the kid.
0: <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> when he
2: sees, the, the we're, getting girl nothing,
0: guy, we're getting nothing. We're getting nothing but know, the ding tonight.
2: When he sees the girl, you know, getting abused, <laughs> he does the thing from Home Alone where he slaps his cheeks and goes, "Ah!" <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow!
2: <laughs> and he scares the guy off with. Firecrackers in a pot.
0: That's. Wow. Okay, that works. So, um.
1: Dr. Josh, I'm not saying you could have done that movie better, but uh, I think you could have done that movie better.
2: Yep. One, two ten three <laughs> ten! <laughs> three, sir. <laughs> oh,
0: man. Oh, oh man. wow. Home Alone. Yes. All right. All right, so, um, being that we're talking about children, uh, you know, I I really, uh, I feel like there's not enough in our show that really addresses the the childhood demographic. Uh, I I really think that we can r- expand our reach, a- and really reach out to the youth of the world and change their lives with what we're doing here. Okay. Now, you might question that, but, but I came across this guy, and uh, I, I think that really, th- this guy is perfect for our show. L- let, me, let me give you an idea what I'm talking about here. Now it is time for a moment in science history with Dr. Jacoby.
3: Hi, kids. This week I'd like to talk to you about brushing your teeth. Did you know that the modern toothbrush was not originally created as a tool for dental hygiene, but as a tool of oppression? That's right. During the Turnip Famine of 1838 to 1845, Middish immigrants entering Ellis Island were forced to brush their teeth in direct opposition to their closely held cultural and religious beliefs before being granted access to our country. If being forced to brush their teeth to gain access to our shores wasn't enough, Middish immigrants were reminded daily of their cultural transgression, being forced to wear a toothbrush on a rope around their necks until full citizenship had been granted to them. Anti-Middish mobs would take to the streets in the ethnic ghettos of the time, armed with toothbrushes, and violently assaulting the teeth of innocent Middish families, even those who were born on American soil. It was a dark time in our country's past, one that we should all be ashamed of. So the next time your parents get on you about brushing your teeth, remind them of the toothbrush's dark history. And if you are Middish, regarding the gross assault the toothbrush is on your cultural heritage, you can bet they will think twice before making you brush your teeth again. I'm Dr. Jacoby, and this has been a moment in science history.
1: (laughs) I have a question. Sure. What was the ethnicity that this um, strange creature was trying to talk about?
0: Uh, I I think that it was middish.
1: What is a middish?
0: I'm not sure.
1: Is this somewhere... I think it's a mix between a gnome and a leprechaun. It might be. Trying to...
2: mid-ish? It was four ten year old boys that didn't feel like brushing their teeth, alright? And they were just like, We're middish. It's against our religion.
1: Maybe. Oh I see what they did.
0: Maybe. I don't know, but uh I I I found I found the approach of this uh individual to be somewhat amusing. Was that you? Um, maybe. (laughs) No, in terms of, you know, let's not let's not pull the the curtain back, you know, on this one. (laughs) All right. But
1: so was it you? I don't know. You don't know. No. There we go with that brain matter thing again. Exactly. Well,
2: he is the man behind the curtain. Maybe maybe you can give yourself a brain.
0: Oh, amazing. I see what did there. Yeah, yeah.
2: Indeed. Can I can I tell you something real quick though? Yeah, sure. I actually have a song that I sing to my daughter about oh. brushing your teeth. Oh, no. You ready for this? All right, go for it. I made this up. I made this up myself and I actually sing this to my daughter. You ready for this? All right. Brush your teeth, brush your teeth, cuz if you don't, if you don't, your teeth will fall out of your head and your brain is all fought out of the teeth holes. Brush your teeth or you'll die. I think I'm gonna go brush my teeth.
0: (laughs) Wow. So, so how are you? I don't
2: sing the or you'll die part, but that. I was gonna say she's older and can understand that. I
0: I I, I was (laughs) gonna say like if you're including the part about them dying or their brain falling out. I mean, so then what happens when you know she legitimately starts losing teeth because her adult teeth are coming in?
2: She gets a new brain. She better brush extra hard
0: (laughs) until her gums bleed.
2: Well, no, just give her a soft toothbrush. She'll be fine.
1: <laughs> She'll spend her every waking hour <laughs> brushing her teeth just because she likes her brain.
2: Yeah, my, actually, my wife and I decided that we should stop singing that song because we might, we're might we trying to send her to preschool this year. <laughs> wow. And it would be really great, you know, if she just started singing that to the teacher.
0: Yeah, um... Well that and i to to go with doctor tom's point i i could just imagine her like carrying her toothbrush br- with her to you know preschool and like just sitting there brushing her teeth and all the other kids are looking at teachers like why are you still brushing your teeth because if i don't my brain will fall out what the heck
2: Oh man things my kids will talk about in therapy
0: yes Speaking of uh, things that we've been discussing at length today and, and things which could, in theory, come up in, uh, in therapy, uh, let's move on to so, some more stuff about farts, except maybe a, a little bit more cultural.
1: Chris. Not a problem. Um, I... Let me
0: let me get your mood music going here, Dr. Tom.
1: Okay. Thanks again, Dr. Chris. I hope you at least bottled most of that in a Pyrex Dutch oven storage container because I think a lot of that would have been wasted if it turned into leakage. But Anyway, I have uh, three jet-lagged fart haikus to share with you this week. Starting with the first one. Crowded movie line. Ten bucks to watch Transformers? Fear my smelly wrath. Okay, next one. Since I was in London this week, let me uh, go with this one. London smells like farts. So if you have to ask why, blame it on YouTube. And apparently I learned today they may be Irish, so sometimes that uh, I don't know what to make of that one anymore. So, last one I've got. Farting is so great. I wrote this while on a plane. Stinky, stinky farts.
2: <laughs> oh, man, it's always the last one. <laughs> all
1: right, well, that's all I got. Thank you. Thanks
3: again. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> Once again, you have outdone yourself, Dr. Tom. Uh, uh,
1: you're, you're welcome. <laughs>
0: Wow, that that was incredible.
2: <laughs> I wrote this on a plain Stinky, stinky farts. How did you, see this is this is the thing? Like someone must have been sitting next to you, watching you write that.
1: <laughs> it was funny because on one side of me was my girlfriend, and the other side was a really old lady. <laughs> So, so she was, yeah. Well, wow. was, I don't know. <laughs> wow,
0: that was that was great though. Um, speaking of old people, uh, we we all watched a movie uh, a few years back, and we briefly mentioned this in a, a previous episode. But I, I feel that it really deserves its own um portion of the show here. Uh, we, we watched at some point a movie called Hard Rock Zombies. And this movie, I- essentially... Uh, I shouldn't use essentially. Anyway, this movie was a horrible synth rock type of band's uh, extended music video, which happened to have pedophilia, and Hitler involved. And, and zombies. And zombies. We, we can't forget about the zombies. So, um, can uh, Dr. Josh, can you do a better plot synopsis than I can uh, on this one in terms of actual plot? Because I think my overall description of the film didn't really have plot. But they really...
2: Uh, yeah, 80s synth rockers rise again from the dead uh, to chase 13-year-old girls and fight zombie Hitler. That's pretty much the movie. Yeah. And and a zombie eats his own hand.
0: Also, um, the only way to get the zombies to go away for 100 years is to sacrifice a virgin to them so they can have her their way with her until she dies. That,
1: what's the point of sacrificing a virgin? True. I don't understand the plot of this movie. It's too complicated for me. It's it, there's no the plot is almost non-existent.
0: Yeah. That. Oh,
1: okay. I can
2: understand that. Yeah. Um. I mean, I uh, can. Could... Apparently, apparently, from what I actually heard of this movie, there was another movie. uh for which, there there was a, there was another movie where there was a scene in a drive-in.
0: Oh yeah yeah. Hard Rock yeah, yeah.
2: Zombies was initially made to play at the the drive-in. Um, during that one scene in that movie. And then they decided, for some unreasonable, ridiculous reason, I don't know what it is, uh, to make two movies. And so they decided to fill out the rest of the plot of Hard Rock Zombies and turn it into something.
0: Yes, where the old man is suddenly revealed to be Hitler. Exactly. So, um... Now, if, if that wasn't bad enough, we, we do have this um, clearly uh, underage attraction thing going on between the lead singer and this girl. And uh, Dr. Josh, uh, you, you did some research before the show here. Uh, why don't you give the listeners an idea of some of the um, lyrics involved in the song written by the lead singer of this, this synth rock band for this girl?
2: All right, can you give me a little mood, mood music here?
0: Um, hmm, what can I use? I'll just use the, the art poetry background, I guess.
2: I'm so young. Wait, sorry, I messed it up. Hold on. Go ahead. I'm so in love, but you're too young. When you touch my hand, does that mean we're in love? For you, it's new, there's so much out there through, but I can't hold back the feeling of wanting you. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) that's all I'm going to read. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Keep in mind, this was actually sung with music that was supposed to be hard rock, but was synth rock and was a significant part uh, of the so-called plot of this movie.
2: Lyrics copied from a serial killer's journal.
1: Yes. So when you say it was supposed to be hard rock, but it was really synth rock, and given that it's lyrics about an underage girl, it made me think of another band that's done exactly the same thing, and it makes me think to myself, That this is probably the life story of the band Winger. Um, Because, okay, well, I have in front of me a song by Winger. Okay. The song, and they were, you know, they were a band that was big in the 80s. They were doing exactly that. It's called Seventeen. (laughs) And the chorus...
0: seventeen!
1: That's only part of it. The whole chorus goes like this. I'm only seventeen but I'll show you love like you've never seen. She's only 17. Daddy says she's too young, but she's old enough for me.
0: <laughs> wow! Okay, uh, I, I, Dr. Tom, uh, congratulations. You have made the real world connection to this movie, and that's uh, somewhat disturbing.
2: I particularly um, I think it really relates to the story where uh, the lead singer of Winger died and when his his seventeen year old girlfriend visited him at his grave, his his dead zombie hand came up from the grave and handed her an engagement ring. And then he chewed it off. <laughs> yeah. Just like it happens in hard rock zombies.
0: Exactly. It's, it's biographical. Yep. Amazing. Amazing it's amazing how we draw these connections ladies and gentlemen uh, speaking that's, of hitler that's why we're doctors exactly uh speaking of hitler dr josh um you're you're really just a wealth of uh knowledge tonight here uh it seems like you have really uh hit your groove um you you found some things uh regarding regarding hitler in the modern day uh, why don't why did you tell us a little bit about that you know um
2: popping up everywhere you know and and i i i i wonder if maybe the rumors are right that he's really just living in argentina and playing little tricks on everybody all the time um but um i'm also wondering i mean we we um I, I'll, I'll just kind of preface this by saying that a lot of our conversations tonight and in general tend to revolve around uh uh, poop, farting, and Nazis for some <laughs> strange reason. Um, and I'd just like to announce that uh, the doctors are going to be teaming up with the History Channel to actually produce uh, a special um, on how uh, Hitler was gradually driven to madness, um, not by his terrible upbringing, but actually by his irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> so, <laughs> I...
0: <laughs> Sounds feasible to me. Yeah. Sounds like anything uh, else that would air on Hitler, uh, Hitler Channel, History Channel.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and really it's going to be um, uh, an amazing, an amazing event. Uh, and and we're going to ask the question perhaps over and over and over again, uh, was Hitler driven to madness by his irritable bowel syndrome? Mm. And I'll, a little bit of a spoiler alert. We don't know uh, because we have no historical evidence for it. But it could have happened. And that's enough for the History Channel. And it should be enough for you who want to be entertained by pseudo-history. Okay, so... What was I going to talk about? Oh, news stories. News yes, stories. Yes, Hitler news stories. Uh, so... Uh, I have a couple. I have a couple tonight, and I, and I think they're pretty good. Um, hold on a second. I'm just burping. All right. I've been eating way too much candy tonight. All right. So <laughs> this is the title of this one. Uh, this one showed up in the New York Times. Um, I'm. I'm. I wanted to find a an article that was, I um, shall we say, shorter, uh, to read. So I went to Gawker and and I'm reading their article. Uh, on this, and the, the title is uh, German Store Accidentally Sells Romantic Hitler Teacups. Uh, and uh, I'll just read it for you here. Wow. Uh, dainty teacups enrobed in poetry and roses showed up at the Zubruggen stores in Germany. I'm butchering that name, uh, bearing the face of Adolf Hitler with swastika to match. The image of the former Nazi dictator is banned in the country, but no one seems to know how this happened. Zerbruggen is a family-owned uh, housewares and furniture chain. There are over where, where uh, five thousand of the uncomfortable tea vessels were being sold, uh, sold unbeknownst to the store's owner, uh, Christian Zerbruggen. Uh, our, here's, here's a quote, our owners are dismayed and embarrassed. Uh, the producer has apologized for the error, and we have apologized to our customers for this terrible mistake that resulted from a chain of unfortunate circumstances. The original price for one teacup was 199, uh, I believe that's euros, uh, around 275 uh, U.S. dollars, and of the 175 sold, only 16 have been returned. The remaining stock has been destroyed, in Zerbruggen, is in communication with their manufacturers in China to figure out where this error originated from. Wow. Yeah. I really... You know, uh, what really gets me about this is that last line of the 175 sold, only 16 have been returned. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of Germans who are either okay with this... Um, or they didn't notice, and now all of their friends are going to have a very awkward experience where they believe their friends to be Nazis, but they don't really know if they should say anything.
0: Wow. That
2: Can yes. you imagine going to someone's house and realizing, oh,
1: these teacups have Hitler on them? So, first off, I don't think that kind of thing happens by accident. I think it was deliberate, and they were like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if, but there, then...
2: There's a lot of underpaid Chinese workers getting a really good laugh out of this.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> I, You're I, probably I, right. I, I think, yeah. Well, you know what? I would love to go over more Hitler-related news items, but unfortunately, we are up against our time.
2: Screw the time period. I'm going to read another one. Okay. You ready? Do it. You, All right. need he- you need to hear this one. Okay. Uh, here's This is from the Telegraph, uh, Tom, a uh, British newspaper. Uh, you may That's have true. read it while in London. Uh, and the title for this one is Kettle That Looks Like Hitler Brews Trouble for J.C. Penny." <laughs> trouble is brewing for an American retailer after customers noted that one of its tea kettles bears a striking resemblance to Adolf Hitler. Bemused motorists took photographs of the huge Penney billboard advertising the kettle as they drove past it on the 405 Interst- Interstate Highway near Culver City in California, one of America's busiest stretches of roads. That Hitler looks like a tea kettle, commented one user of Reddit, one of the several websites where the image was posted over the weekend. Wait, wait,
0: what? They, they quoted <laughs> they a user quoted off Reddit. Reddit. Okay, wow! Just, let
2: me just, just roll with this, okay? <laughs> it gets better. He he even has his right arm extended, wrote another, while a third added... <laughs> Hold on a second, let me compose myself. I'm a little Nazi, short and stout.
3: Oh,
2: <laughs>
0: oh that's, that's horrid.
2: Things that look like Hitler have become a popular web meme with the genre perhaps, uh, defined by the house in Swansea that bears an unsettling resemblance to the Nazi fear. Uh, it looks like, and I think the last thing, oh, here we go. Yeah. And yeah, the, 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 the thing goes on. Um, I, and talking about like, you know, some of the, the reviews on the website and stuff like that. Um, I actually went to, uh, the JC Penney website, and read a little bit of this description of this item, and um, <clears throat> I'll just read uh, you know, one thing that I thought was interesting that I found. Uh, the kettle's whistle starts at a low volume, but when at a full boil, it begins flailing its arms and screaming about how much it hates the Jews.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> okay, so. So, so I'm looking into this now, and as as far as I can tell, is uh, either JCPenney sold out of these, or they removed them from their shelves. Either way, um, apparently somebody bought one on eBay recently for at least two hundred dollars.
2: Wow!
0: I
1: I heard
2: I heard that they sold a lot of them. I was reading some other articles. (laughs) People really like these Nazi tea kettles.
0: This is disturbing. Okay. So um
2: so look it up folks.
0: Yeah, yeah, look it up or maybe uh Dr. Tom will put it into our show notes. Okay.
1: I- I'll link to it.
0: Nice. Okay. I think now uh we're going to start to wrap things up a little bit. So um until I, uh, so if you do want to reach out to us feedback at com. that's a u r a l malpractice.com. Is the place to do that. You can find us on Facebook.com slash RO Malpractice, Twitter.com slash RO malprac and also somewhere on Google Plus. So, uh. Somewhere. Yes. So, J- Dr. Josh, do you have anything else to uh, say as we wrap up the show? Nope. Okay. Dr. Tom?
1: The British don't know how to make a sandwich.
0: Okay. And until next time, I'm Dr. Chris. We'll see you soon.
1: R.O. Malpractice.